Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion. I'm your host for this one. There is no Elena because it is another developing young leaders. I'm Justin Bizarro. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. Just like Bizarro World or Bizarro Superman as Skyler and Alan, who are also doing the five B's of a badass life, beer, bourbon, barbecue, ball, and bullets. Um, but they do pretty fun podcasts we'll be releasing here in the next couple weeks, so that'll be fun for everyone to stay tuned. Um, but anyway, you can find me at Justin dot, or sorry, Justin Bizarro, all one, at Justin Bizarro on Instagram and Facebook. And how are you guys doing? Callie and Skylar are both with us. They're going to introduce themselves and give their social media tags or handles, whatever they're called, as well. Hey, I'm Callie. Glad to be back. You can find me on Instagram at Callie.Fagan or my work account, which is um, PrimalRock.Callie. And I'm Skylar. You can also find me at PrimalRock.Skylar. That's Skylar with an E-R. Or at sky underscore rab on Instagram. There you go. All right, guys. How are you guys doing today? I'm good. Could I actually take a second and just kind of explain what we go over on uh, Alan and I's podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, oh uh, Skylar's trying to sell everyone. He's got, <laughs> I'm going to give him the elevator pitch. So he's got three to five minutes here. Okay. Um, so basically, it's, a, it's more lighthearted, I guess. It's just a fun just escape reality listen to me and alan talk um we've had callie on there a couple times so those will come out soon um we talk about anything and everything alan's a very knowledgeable guy he's grown his business um and we just click i guess so we just talk about whatever we make jokes we laugh and hopefully try to entertain anybody who listens uh, awesome. So let's talk about this a little bit, Skylar, since uh, Callie was on the podcast, too. So we're going to deviate a little bit. What was the uh, the the best topic? I was going to say the funnest. I guess it's technically the most fun topic you talked about, Callie, on their podcast. Or did you have fun? Should I ask that question? <laughs> I did have fun, but I'm just like amazed every time that Alan has like the most random facts in his head. And I'm just so confused. He knows people's names, like random facts about everything. So it's always entertaining to see what he pulls out of his brain. There you go. Awesome. Also, uh, we always talk about um, Skylar's socks every time I've been on there. He wears <laughs> cool socks every day. Skylar. I thought you were saying Skylar sucks. I, that, uh, Skylar's oh, socks. Oh, I was going to see you talk about how Skylar sucks every day. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? <laughs> Maybe I better change this podcast. Or we're going to have to go back and edit that. Oh, his socks. I got it. Yeah. I like his sock game, too. His shoe game's doing better, but, you know, he's going to have to... We'll have to wait to up the shoe game until uh, 
we get Skylar a little more entrepreneurial in his ventures. Same with uh, Callie, though. She's upping her shoe game, I see, slowly here, too. And okay, well, I don't wear my nice shoes here. <laughs> oh. I oh. have I have lots of shoes. I love oh. shoes. Oh, we're talking the shoe game here, guys. <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna get interesting as we keep doing these podcasts because we're gonna start upping our shoe game for the podcasts we do together. <laughs> we're gonna all bring in our shoes. It looks like I'm gonna have to ship in my shoe collection from Colorado. <laughs> we're gonna have fun with this. No, but for real, I think it'll be fun. Um, I do like the shoe game. Obviously, it's an interest of mine. It's a hobby as well. So you should have nice shoes. That's a fun thing to have. Even if back in the day it was suede shoes or blue suede shoes, um, it's a fun thing to have. You should have some people it's watches. I don't wear watches. So I don't like knowing what time it is. I manage my time so well. I generally don't have to know, but sometimes I'm off a few minutes, which then get pushed off. So, Or we run out of batteries for the microphones on a podcast, <clears throat> as happened today. So... What is the question today, guys, for developing young leaders? All right. So how do you generate productivity in a business that is based on fam family culture? Yeah. And so um, let's, um, let's define family culture um, because obviously we're talking about food service partners and you guys here. Um, so it's okay to talk about what you see here if that's what you want. But let's talk about defining family what a family culture is for you guys so for me at food service partners um it just it's everybody knows everybody and everybody feels comfortable talking to everybody um there's fist bumps in the hallway when you pass people it's good morning good afternoon whatever time it is um and if you walked in as an outsider you would have no idea who who upper management was who middle management you know, all that it's everyone everyone gets along with everyone and it's just a really good culture to be around i think it's it's not like every time you come to work you just come and like you're only there to work like you're also here making relationships with people um i know every time i walk in like i get a hug from people it's like everyone's excited to see me makes you feel like really good and want to come to work so i think it's really important to have a family culture at work good good i am okay i and i and i honestly <clears throat> until you guys brought up the question i i agree with it <clears throat> but i always saw it as just because my sister and my father and i are involved in the business although my sister's been in and out of it and i've been involved since the beginning in one way shape or form with my father so um, I appreciate the definition and I agree with the definition in this case. Um, so how do you then get people to be productive when everyone's friends or there's the family relationship? It's a good question because I'm going to define it as a leader and I'm going to talk about difficulty uh, and levels of difficulty in leadership. I didn't know any other way. Like, for me, family-based leadership was the way my family was, is the way we were raised as Italians. You know, you can even see if anyone looks at the mafia, like the whole structure is family-oriented. It's just because we compound legacies and family um, in that way. And um, 
sorry everyone if you hear noise in the background the employees are very happy today so there's a lot of noise even with all the soundboarding around the podcast studio so i would say it's a good day if you hear noise um i don't remember what i was saying oh so family structure i think is about trust right it's about love it's about trust and it's about growing value in yourself in the organization and the people around you and so for you guys um the love that comes in here is that everyone trusts you to do your job and become part of the family um and say hello and so you guys fit in and skylar you know he had to earn it's not like you guys haven't earned your way into the family you've shown up on time you do your work you complete it you're honest human beings so um so what does it mean to have a family culture we really live by core values even before we define the new ones we have which are the same as the centurion leadership battalion our core values have been like never miss a delivery you know and things like that and so the family a family unit whether it's your your guys are future parents or future whatever um, future managers or leaders <clears throat> excuse me um it's all based on whether we realize it or not on our on the things that we value and the things that we pass down to the future generation so um it just happened that my father and me being his son he was investing in the future anyway to give something for me because i was in the business so he invested a lot of time in me so that created a lot of the family culture but how does it continue? It means that I have to invest in everyone as if they were my son or daughter in a weird kind of way. Um, and I need to, um, whether they're older or younger, and then I need to get everyone else to invest in people the same way. So it's not only about, oh, train the trainer and you guys go train everyone on the skill. It's about, okay, what's my core values? What do I believe in? Why is it important that I'm productive? What is, how does it benefit the family and you? You know, so for example, when a family does well, generally they, all the kids in the family do well or have a better chance, you know, when they all work together. And it doesn't matter necessarily how much money a family has. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your ability to gain around hard work and work ethic and similar core values to boost your family in the long run because as everyone knows most families start out with not a lot of money especially when your kids it's like the kids come before the money and so what happens is if you build a strong family you'll see that family even after the kids leave have built long-term value where there's huge economic upswing not only from the kids leaving but because the parents and the kids and that growth and wanting a better future compounded that family's wealth and now they have a bigger picture. And so that's the way to do it is if you take that same thing. So for me, how do I remain productive? I treat, and this is, I love my family more than any team member or whatever, but it's pretty close, right? Every team member, every person at Food Service Partners, I love as much as my family member and I look at it this way um, if a person's not productive and they're hurting the family as a whole 
then they just they've made the choice for me whether they want to be a part of the family and a lot of the managers start to see things that way that doesn't mean we it's strike one you're out the door it means long-term patience and it means we've got to be willing to suffer a lot of hardship as you guys are seeing here in Milledgeville or even better like hey like we can't have the desk right now we're like trying to build this business it's going to be uncomfortable that good stuff comes when we start doing really well and we get the big clients and we're doing better business and we're taking better care of our equipment so um how do you get them to be productive or how have we done it in other kitchens long-term patience no different than raising a child over the long period of time um, no different than you guys are going to invest in yourself hopefully for a long run so it's always knowing that growing is a lifetime thing and then instilling that in them so that's a lot of information i just dumped on you guys i'm sorry um but let's ask any questions from there we're at like a 12 minute mark and i talked for a while so you have questions um yeah so i would ask you with that answer when you see them as family and think of them how you do Mm -hmm. um how do you how do you toe the line between keeping that but then also leading them um and like if they mess up like showing them showing them the right way or how do you toe that line um how do i do that how do i make sure they toe the line um and they don't become privileged for example or whatever um when they work for you, it's a little different because there's a financial transaction, even in a family culture. So <clears throat> you're trying to add value, but there's also a financial transaction for sure. The other part is, um, how do I say it? Um, <clears throat> I don't evaluate people whether they can do a job or not. That's it's kind of irrelevant and here's why if the person has the core values necessary to be part of the family you can teach skills it's just a matter of how long it takes some people are already good at them some people are poor but you can get people relatively good at something any skill as long as they take interest in it over time repetitively and sometimes through doing that you figure out a person has a different superpower that you just need to move in that benefits the family or the culture in a different way and some people no matter how good they are you can move them around an organization as you're building them because you want to because they have good core values but they just don't fit in for some reason and it's unfortunate and you need to let them go so <clears throat> different than your family at home you're not going to cut your kids loose and you're going to invest them in the long term in a business you have a family in this case of 600 plus if you have primal rock and better with bacon fat and grown strong and all of fsp you can have one you're more like a b family like buzz i'm not saying that anyone's the queen but i'm more or less saying we've all got to sort of hum together a little bit and believe in the same core values that keeps the hive alive and they're a little bit different and less flexible than you have in a family but the same moral high ground the same 
like this is what we're going to live by this is how we're going to advance is true <clears throat> and you have to give incentive financially along the way generally as well as in compliments or as well as in reward and responsibility so there's three ways to start getting a person that you think is family member more productive you give them more responsibility slowly you hear them you listen to them more often you <clears throat> excuse me you give them uh, more money as they show productivity increasing but not in large sums you do it as you give them smaller things to be more productive and you can't give them too much at once you just need to form good habits through small tasks and lastly i forget what was the last one oh you just need to be accountable so you need to show that you're willing to do it too that's the problem in a family environment a family environment is it is flat like i'm here i'm an owner i'm the man i've done a business and i'm right here scrubbing toilets or knee deep in queso or the other day i can still smell the blood on my shoes from a day ago of messing around with the raw blood so I'm not afraid to get raw animal blood. I'm out there wherever needs help, boxing, whatever. So the problem in a family organization is eventually it will grow and I can't be doing box things again and we'll have, I'll be more involved in all the kitchens again. And so the family culture can only exist that it's existed for 24 years if then the employees that we build in the kitchen like you guys um, still bring on that family culture also because it's not about Justin or Angelo or the Bizarros or whoever other families or investors are in the company. It's about you guys making it a family also. So did that help answer that? Did you have a question from there, Callie? What Callie's he asked was like kind of what I was going to ask too. Okay. Did I answer the question? Yeah, that was good. Do you have another question? I'm trying to think. I'm taking it all in. That was not a good. So probably you've noticed because it's new here and we're developing a new air, a new business in a new area that hasn't had mass production like this before in Milledgeville, Georgia. That we're, we've created the family environment, but the productivity hasn't come yet. <clears throat> so let me explain something. <clears throat> I'm sorry, audience. Ever since I've been back from Mexico. Like I went from extreme humidity to no humidity temporarily in Denver and now to here. <clears throat> and uh, and then the pollen that's coming out in Georgia, which is ridiculous how much pollen's here. So, that being said, I don't remember what I was saying. The, it's, um, go ahead. The productivity. And oh, so, yep, so... What happens in John Maxwell, everyone knows him, he's the best leadership guy probably to date on what, a, what leadership is. It's now we're looking at it more globally, I would say for sure. He definitely is around the world teaching leadership individually. Um, but anyway, once you build the trust, because if you go into new areas or you go into new populations or especially around the world, generally leaders... Um, in most governments, in most countries, do nothing but exploit people. And even in the South here, we can all see how 
a majority of the population in the South for hundreds of years was exploited by leaders. And even today, even leaders in some ways have exploited them and not really benefited them. They've taken value from them instead of added value to their communities and to their lives and to their generations. So no matter where we've been in the world, whether it's Brooklyn, New York, doing a kitchen and Buffalo, New York, Amarillo, South San Francisco, South San Francisco, California, and Union City, California, Roanoke, Virginia, now in Milledgeville. I think I've named all the places we've had kitchens, maybe more. Uh, Wilmington, Delaware, um, Salisbury, Maryland. So over the years, you go into a lot of areas, and the only way to build a business of our size or go into an area is you have to go with a population and uplift a community and then leave behind skill sets. And that means sometimes we lose contracts. That means sometimes that our family way of business doesn't match our vendors. So I'll give you an example. You know, the way we've kept relationships with healthcare clients has been the family environment and treating them as family no different. But as time grew and those companies grew, we kept our family culture and do the right thing and deliver. And when there's a strike in the unions, we still drive the trucks so we never miss a delivery. But when people leave big organizations and new people come in and take over contracts like ours, our family culture, they don't understand it. So uh, the adverse side of it, and I'll go into productivity again, is that people don't understand how much productivity there is in a family culture comparatively. It's the harder route because you've got to take more time. It costs more money to build trust. And when you're a big organization, you just want people to be productive like that. That's the whole goal to make as much money as possible. But we're sustaining a long-term model. Food, cows take 18 months to get them fattened up anyway for slaughter roughly. So we're not talking speed here in planning. Crops take a year to plan, if not years upon years. So it's the same idea when you're in an industry like that, you can take your time, you're still moving quickly, we're still developing things quickly, but we're also moving with long-term strategy. And so productivity and ultimate productivity is about the long-term value to us. We'll be, if we slowly do it, we build a family culture then we live to the core values and start pushing people to productivity and, and taking on more responsibility and ownership as a family member because now there's trust. Um, you know, both of you guys grabbed on it. You guys grabbed on to Chef Tech or whatever other systems we use, the Sage Accounting or um, any other process we have. I don't even know. But SharePoint for some of the internal collaboration stuff we do. So it's stuff like that that you guys do that um, that really matters. So um, let's, let's go back to productivity is accountability, but it's no different than your kids in rewarding chores. There has to be rewards along the way, and there has to be a pattern and a habit started, and not everyone starts off grabbing onto it right away, right? Um, so there's a lot of that as well. I'm trying to think of how best to phrase this um, part I want to talk about. But it's really 
that your clients don't always understand a family culture, it's a risk. So I wanna address that in your question. I also wanna address that productivity suffers at the beginning for sure, because it takes a while for people to get up to that productivity level, but because in a family culture, no matter how big you are, if you can create that sort of in your company still, um, and that's not like caring and being friends outside of work. That's like when you're here at work, this is where we spend a lot of our time. We're friends here. It doesn't mean we need to spend more friendship time outside of work. That's not what they're saying. What they're saying is when we're here, we're family. We're, we're united under one mission. We're united under one vision. We're united under the same core values. And we're united under adding value to all of us. Who our friends are, what we do outside of here is all of our own business. But our purpose and our connection is 40 plus hours a week in general so we're making the most of it so this is one of our families or as we view it every team member that's here we don't call them employees every team member is part of that family and if you're part of a team you all need to be a flattened organization so no matter what it is or who has the knowledge information needs to come from everywhere um, so also, how do you get productivity? You start trusting and listening to them, like hear what their feedback is, listen to what they need. Um, but it takes time for them to open up generally. <clears throat> so John Maxwell calls it suspicious leadership in those areas. So the only way is to build long term trust in in communities that don't have it or are suspicious of leaders. Show them that leadership can be a positive thing. And then also um, start showing them bits by bits that if they, they do get promoted and they do take on leadership roles, that even though their peers may think the old way, which was the true way to them, which is you should be suspicious of quote unquote people with the leadership title, in this case, it's not. And maybe it's okay that they believe in this because over the long run, we've had the discipline and the consistency to show them that our our words are not only backed by the things that we do, but our actions and the examples that we set. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Any other questions? It's like after lunch, so both of them are getting ready for a nap. I can't um, think of a question. Yeah, every time I'm on with you, you give us so much valuable information. Yeah. And I have stuff in my head before we talk. And then I just sit here listening and I'm trying to take it all in. And it's, it's just all really good. So let's talk about um, you guys. Um, let's talk about um, more or less like as managers and leaders, whether inside or outside food service partners, Primal Rock, Better with Bacon Fat, Grown Strong, if hopefully you guys end up in the long run here but what's the skills that you're gaining now that you would say because of this because of getting exposure to this family culture which is also an endearing one right but in endearment there's also weirdly amount of training where you guys are getting way more training and way more knowledge than you probably would in a traditional organization you're getting gosh i don't even know how many departments you guys cross in a day but being where we didn't isolate you guys necessarily in one department, even though I think Callie's in the business development and client relations right now and Skylar's in 
operations. Um, client, yeah, business development, client relations, operations, that's right. And, um, but you guys cross over to everything. I think Callie's getting into HR as well and doing some of the work with the logistics. And Skylar's been in some of the logistics and he's working on the podcast and the media stuff with the marketing team. So I think that that's also a family culture, but you guys tell me, I mean, Skylar's been here since last summer and Callie's been here two months now, I think. And so compared to your classmates or your peers, I mean, do you feel that you're going along faster? Or how about your classes? Are they easier? I think that like being here helps me understand because like in school we're learning theories and like things that you can apply to your job in the future but like being here it's like you could you get to connect all the pieces of the puzzle and like see how it actually works in real life absolutely and I also feel like um being in a family environment like working with Jonathan he'll just throw things at me and I'm like I don't know how to do this and then he sits there and like he wants to, he's like, I don't have time to do this, but I make time to do this and like wants to show me how to do everything and like be successful. Absolutely. And you know, <clears throat> go on. Do you have something, Skylar? Go well, on. I was going to piggyback off of that a little bit and just with all the great leadership that goes on here and everything, I would just say in general, I feel more confident in myself and my abilities. Um, like, and not even just entering data or performing a task, but also just leading people. Um, when I first came here, there was no way I'd do probably 90% of the stuff I do now. Um, but I've just been shown by you and other leaders and that I can do it. And now I'm really not scared to take on any tasks. I'll get nervous still. But Sometimes it's like, it makes me nervous because I'm like, wow, they like really trust me. And I haven't done this before, but like it feels good, and I don't, I think like if I didn't work here, how would I even be prepared for like when I graduate? <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing, and I think it's a difference in a lot of organizations that say they're like, oh, whatever, we don't care if you make a mistake. It's not necessarily true, and us is that we trust you to learn from them the failure. It's not necessarily we don't even call it a mistake. Let's call it a failure, just because it may have not gone well. If you messed up. We know you're going to learn from it. That's the trust in a family. A family learns from each other and learns from each other's mistakes and grows together. So that's ultimately also a family culture, right? And so we trust that we learn from our failures as a group, as individuals. And so, you know, learn away. And I think you two came in and you show up on time and you show discipline and you get your tasks done in a speedily way and you're not distracted. And so that also built trust within the family for you guys to be part of the family, for lack of a better term, because when you have a family culture, it's a lot of it's built on the work ethic. You know, and I got to tell you, not every family member I've had is still in the business and not every investor or partner that we've had who's had family members are still in the business so in the long run it the difference is in why you guys are moving up so quickly and why Skyler is is moving into an operations uh position also in the mornings to help grow 
is because you've or you show that depth already as humans you know there's a value there so i just latched on to something guide you into an operation and started uncapping your potentials but anyone can do it but it, it matters if they want to and there's tons of college students that number one just don't even have the interest to keep growing themselves while they're in college like you guys have so i appreciate it and i think you guys are going to get a any lessons you want here for sure and i can't imagine you ever thought you'd be talking about barbecue sauce or doing recipes or trying to figure out the cost of a plastic bottle so quite a diverse lesson what else what else anything any major learning things you guys have learned that you can say as a takeaway and we can um we can sort of give to the audience if you guys had something to share that you've learned so far that you wish you would have known at the beginning that you know now what would it be um i'm gonna say how to grow my how to grow my own personal brand and i'm gonna use the brand word very loosely because i'm also talking about just like my personality and my connections with people in real world um, when I first got here, I was very quiet, barely said any, anything to anybody. And I think, especially working with you, one of the reasons I feel that sense of family in here is because I opened up and I got to know everybody. Um, and everybody, they, they know me. Um, they'll listen to me, I'll listen to them. We're, we're really family here. Um, and then also on social media and how valuable of a tool that is for marketing and just yeah growing my personal brand i want to talk about something that you just said there's no there's no and relationships are like this especially parenting and deborah and i still struggle with this just to be perfectly frank and we're business partners and partner partners and two stepdaughter partners and so on and so forth um, life partners, whatever you want to call it, and romantic partners, blah, blah, blah. Um, but um, Skylar hit the nail on the head, and that's that you have to have an understanding of what it is that you guys are trying to do. And it is, there's nothing more powerful than two humans that can hear each other. It's not agree. It's not agree. I don't look for agreement in my staff, ever. And I don't ever want you to agree. And if anyone's ever been around here, they can hear things get heated, they can hear voices get loud, and they can hear conflict. That's the other side of family cultures. We have emotions and people care and are passionate. But in conflict, we have our greatest journeys, we have our greatest growth, and we, we do whatever, which is, there's right after this episode um, in one of the Q&A's, I believe it's on Thursday, you guys are going to hear we talk about conflict in general, but in a family culture you have conflict because people become more passionate and take ownership. But in the end, they're more productive, they're more loyal, and um, gosh, the wealth that you guys create together and the value add not only for yourselves, but for the business and for the other employees in the business and each other is huge. Uh, in the long run and we take it for granted 24 years later but as I just talk about it there's not many other businesses such as food service partners that have built 
so much wealth and so much value and so many family legacies in, in the time that we have and employees coming and going and growing in their careers and leaving and, and going on and building their own legacies. I can't say that there hasn't been a company that's done it as well because we really did a good job. And um, as we go into like 2.0 or 3.0 mode, I would say we've had our adjustments economically, but truly in a new vision. Um, and like I said, being a family culture, we did the right thing during COVID. All of our employees went in and risked their lives during COVID and we didn't miss a delivery or miss a meal during COVID. I can tell you even after all that, I'm walking into conversations as things have shuffled the deck because of COVID and healthcare and new healthcare people come to me and like, what are you going to do for me? Why don't you do more for me? And I'm like, are you serious? Like I have people in these employees, they've worked for me for 20 years. They, without even blinking an eye, no COVID, not knowing what was going on, maybe a mask are going into the hospitals and risking their lives in our facilities, possibly getting sick, some of them dying. And you want me to know what I'm going to do for you. So, but in a family culture that hurts, but you don't forget it. And it becomes also the thing you rally your family around. It becomes the war cry for the next version of yourself, the 2.0 or the 3.0. Okay, this is what's happening. We, our family needs to change. We need to start taking our care of our own. We need to start going direct to consumer. We're going to go after athletes that care and we're going to go rebuild communities and we're going to vertically integrate and we're not going to be susceptible. So when you're passionate and you care, your business will always survive because you want to protect the family just like you would protect your own family. So Skylar's point, I want everyone to realize this. This is for parenting and this is in business also. When two passionate people can hear each other, you don't necessarily need to agree, but can hear each other, it's the most powerful, productive tool that you have. And from there, you can at least move forward in getting something accomplished. Okay? Agreement cannot necessarily come in. I see things the same as you, but when I hear you and you hear me, I can find commonality enough to agree that we both have the same goal here as a family. We both care about what's on the foods on the table. I don't want to do something stupid and take money from my own pocket, let alone your pocket. If we're profitable, that goes out in bonuses. So it's about that too. It's about sharing the wealth and it's about as a leader or as an entrepreneur, knowing that you eat last and knowing that sometimes you have to sacrifice your own pay or your own salary or your own benefits um, personally or your own kid's tuition to make sure the whole's okay because you see that in the long run there's a better to have a whole family and get through it um, than there isn't. And Milledgeville's the case. We're coming together as a family. We're starting to be more productive it's really hard and um, there's a lot of family members that haven't made it I would say in this case are team members that didn't make it and they've quit um, and uh, like I've said generally when people don't fit in in a family culture the best kind of thing is if you can establish it they fit in or they don't and you really don't need to fire that many people when you have a family culture that's the upswing you deal with a lot of conflict and passion and feelings and you have to deal with, as leaders and managers, a lot of 
managing those conflict, but getting two people in a room and getting them to hear each other. That's it. And then after they can hear each other, you start building a bridge of agreement of what they do agree on, which is probably the business and working and money for their family. Then you build the productivity around that trust, that commonality and stuff like that. So it's hard as shit. I don't know how to describe it. It tests me every time I do it as a leader. And every city we go into or every country I've been in that I've had to do it, I grow immensely as a human. And I realize that I probably could have done a better job with the humans the last time because I learned so much this time. And that's true. Like, I feel really bad. I've learned so much in Milledgeville and so much for COVID. I wish I could have done more for a lot more people, which is why the podcast, which is why the Centurion Leadership Battalion, not only mostly for FSP, but anyone out there, like there's been a lot of changes and we need a lot of leadership. So also why I invest in you guys and I invest in family, you guys are the future of the family. You know, you're Zoe and Maddie's age, which are also my stepchildren. Hopefully they take interest in the business and join you guys, but you guys are the future you're going to learn it you're going to lead it you're going to be able to influence it and take it whatever direction you want 10 years down the road or 15 years down the road or even five years down the road how fast you guys are moving and we're growing maybe even three years which puts you probably in a position that most of your peers will never be in is be able to grow as quick as that so but being part of a family allows you to do that so, other questions? Did you have something before I went off on Skylar's <laughs> thing? About stuff that I've learned since we yeah. yeah. Um, One is just, like, my confidence, I feel like. Like, coming in, it takes me a little bit to, like, warm up to things. But also just, like, being on a couple of podcasts and stuff. You know, like, the first time that I... I was so nervous. Yeah. I still am nervous, but, like it's like a lot better and then just being more confident that like I am capable of doing things here yeah um also like the importance of relationships um for a business like turnover like you're gonna have less turnover if you care about your people yeah because they're gonna want to keep working even if there is conflict like you said um and it just like the workplace is so much happier yeah when absolutely. you have relations with like everyone no matter what position they are in the business it was funny that reminded me in one of my classes this week they were talking about how you want to keep your employees because it costs so much to train somebody new and in my head and i guess this is just from being here and just getting this culture in me but in my head i was like well also you gotta like you're friends with that employee and now you have to build a whole new relationship and you have to lose one yeah, And that was where my head went. It wasn't about the money. It was about the relationship. And it is core value number two, like build lasting relationships. It's within your business that they don't, like you don't need to be best friends, but you need to be family at work. Like, and I know people don't understand that, but there is, like we take care of each other here. And like at the end of the day, this ends up happening in our company. People are like, I have friends. They weren't there for me. Can Mark Harris go do something? And Mark Harris will do whatever it takes to help out an employee and whatever. And Mark's there for people. But that's what also that that separates in some ways the men from the beasts. 
right? How much do we care about our people and the people we're with 40 hours a week? And we don't need to care about them. And if they're this political view or that political view, or they feel this way about leadership and I feel this way, or the conflict that's going on in the world, or whether it doesn't matter, we're all here with a common goal while we're here. And we're a family while we're here. And hopefully what actually ends up happening is we all end up growing as we do in all of our locations. And no matter what different points of view we have, we're all a family, just like any normal family. You end up having kids that grow up in the same home with the same parents and they have different beliefs, political beliefs, preferences, whatever. It's the craziest thing. Money ambitions like you're like holy crap how did that happen that's ex a total social experiment is parenting but um but it's just the way that it is and if you accept it and you find the strengths in every player in the family um holy shit their success right so and i agree callie i would say that your confidence has gone way up and skylar as well i think that Part of being a business person and an entrepreneur um, and even an entrepreneur within an organization that's entrepreneurial like ours, um, which is also why we need a family environment. Okay, If you're going to be entrepreneurial and we're going to try businesses and fail at businesses and succeed at businesses and be willing to do it, we got to do it as a family. We all accept each other for who we are and we're going to accept our failures and we're going to learn from our failures and our successes and continue to get better every time you know it's why we're the number one company that does direct to consumer food and shipping you know no one knows it that we're behind the scenes but shit if we're going to do it we're going to do it right if we're going to make meals we're going to do it right and in the world we live in it's interesting because everyone's like oh my god what's going on and you can't get xyz well no one's been able to get xyz unless you buy it from china so just as a company as not in support of China, yeah, I'm probably not, I'm going to have to adjust those meals. Sorry, it upsets you. And you can choose whatever you want as a client, but yeah, that's not coming in our place because I don't know what's contaminated and what's not. Doing it for everyone, especially the family. So even in a conflict with the client at the end of the day, head to tail, and people have seen this, you want to hurt my family or you're trying to hurt members of my family, done like it's not that quick but it's it's enough for me to know that you're going to do damage and we have to figure out how to get through this if they leave but the long-term damage if you break down the culture it becomes rough so in some ways you don't grow as fast as you could but it all because you're defending the culture but over the long run you see what's here. I mean, you see the how much loyalty is here. You see how much um, the group from headquarters cares and the management cares here. And now how much the employees are caring more. I mean, I think Skylar's probably seen the adjustment from peaches and plant-based meatballs to where we are now. Um, so maybe a difference, not always, but maybe some. So, but it takes time. And um, we talk about this, guys. Um, and family culture also, it's, we're in the show business. That's why everyone's, oh, we're in the food business. No, we're in the show business. That's always showtime, right? How we do one thing is how we do everything. And anyone, any client, any inspector, 
any person that could spread word of mouth that could be our big break is always looking so every day we're showing every day is show business they're like, oh why don't you only allow clients in at xyz time nope we're accountable every moment show time you know and in family and a family culture business it's not we're not a family business we're a family culture business um you can get a lot of productivity and a lot of loyalty when we're all in it and we're not only in it to do it but we all have purpose in it and we also also know we all have purpose in the show business and why does fsp not have a sales team we have a business development team which really is developing new recipes and developing new products the business just comes to us we don't sell anything because people see our facilities people hear what we do and then they come to us sometimes the relationship works sometimes it doesn't sometimes they mess with our culture sometimes they don't sometimes we can have success in producing the product the way they want to and hitting the goals sometimes we don't but a family culture is like we're always honest with them they're always honest with us and um you you generally do okay but people also take advantage of family members and family cultures because we're nice and we allow people in very easily so did that help so it's goods and it's bads but i'll take the goods any day i mean i'll take the bads any day for the goods so the goods are great go ahead you told me one time and this stuck with me and i i don't know if i can say this on air but you told me that before you ever negotiate with somebody this just stuck with me because this just encapsulates what you've been saying mm -hmm. before you make any negotiations with a client or anybody um, you develop a relationship with them first mm -hmm. because you never want to go into business with someone who you don't you don't like as a person yeah I agree and you can say that on the air all the time um, I think it's weird that we do business deals and we do deals without knowing the person or the company or the culture of the company we're working with how do we know if we mesh how do we I mean so many people screw it up but so yes um, why don't you date before you get married or before you're a girlfriend and boyfriend or you get engaged I think it's valuable time is important and um, too many people rush in for money and want things done and are impatient and try to get it done and it just I gotta tell you it's never worked in my favor um, maybe it's because we have a family culture but I've learned the hard way that you need to build the relationship slowly you need to build the trust slowly and then take your time and whether you do business with someone because plenty of people come in oh how i have a deal with walmart can you get our food produced in six weeks no what you don't even care no i'm being honest with you no i cannot do it i don't i'm not going to sugarcoat it we're if we're going to be a family and we're going to have a partnership which is our name in food service partners um we're going to have honesty right from day one i'm not going to sugarcoat it. i'm not going to bullshit you it's going to take 90 to 180 days sorry you want it done right you want us to make sure it's safe you don't want to kill anyone you want to make money 90 to 180 days and the 45 days seem like the end of the world because everyone wants their product out there so they can make money but no one's product gets out there and makes money like there's never an overnight success in anything ever so family culture is also knowing that that's true and any human 
becomes more and more successful, the more value they add to themselves, to their organization, and to the people around them through learning from failures. So um, you learn if a person is actually a failure-based person or a person to all talk to Skylar's point by spending time with them over time. Because I've been with shit ton of entrepreneurs that claim to be entrepreneurs, but haven't had the experience, haven't gone through the fight. And so they think we're the same, but in 24 years, my entrepreneurial experience and exposure and lessons and hardship and wounds and scars are gonna be a lot different than a person that comes in here after two years or one year. And so maybe someone could relate maybe after seven years, I would say for sure. But if it's under seven years, you're going to have trouble relating to an entrepreneur. Uh, you're probably, you have to learn from someone for at least seven years because there's too many things that change. There's too many things and people and mistakes and learning and people quitting on you because you're a dumbass just because you never lead people before. And we do stupid things sometimes. I was a dumbass plenty of times. Um, and I fired a lot of people because I didn't do the right thing beforehand um, or do the right training. And in the end, I had to get rid of them. And it was their decision because they weren't doing the job, but I could have done things differently and added more value for sure. But you just have to learn it. And unfortunately, there's casualties of war or casualties of learning. Um, that's why it's better to be on your side of things and be aggressive from day one learn as much as possible, work for a company like ours, and be the, all the ones on the front side of your peers and the ones that are learning and yet still humble and still listen always, because I still listen always. Um, I do a lot of talking on the podcast, but I listen to everyone, and I learn from every employee every day and every manager, and I learn from you guys every day too. Skeller teaches me all sorts of weird tricks on the phone. So, and Callie's probably going to start teaching me things here as I spend more time with her at the office. So um, we'll see what happens. But You called me the IT guy yesterday. I did call him the IT guy. It's like, Deborah, I need help here. You guys have anything else? Give, give everyone your handles one more time and where they can find you on Instagram. All right. Mine's Callie.Fagan or my... Um Work account is primalrock.cali. Um, I'm at primalrock.skyler with an ER or at sky underscore rab, R A B. And is your podcast, your new podcast on Instagram as well, Skyler? Oh, it is. It's at, oh, five. we just made it. The five. <sighs> Let me look. Make sure I get this right. The five B's of a badass life. Yes, it's five. So it starts with the number five and then B.S. of a badass life. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. And thank you guys for joining us. Great question. If you guys have any questions for the audience or for Skylar and Callie, uh, just DM us on Instagram or DM them directly. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening in, and enjoy your weekend. <laughs>